practice versus performance. I love this idea. When we do something for others to see, we put it on social media, we plan to tell people about it, we do it in front of others, we have an outcome. We want to be seen, we want validation, we want some kind of feedback. This is performance. Many times people come to a spiritual person, like myself, as opposed to a therapist or a counselor, because they're really performance-oriented. They want to be able to tell someone they're studying with someone amazing, they're doing energy work, they want to talk about their past lives and chakra balancing, color therapy, ninth dimensional broadcasts, you name it. So that the healing work that they're doing is really much more performance oriented than practice oriented. Meaning that they care about the outcome of sharing about the work they're doing on themselves that when they share with other people, no, I'm not seeing a therapist because that might mean I have mental health issues. I am working with a spiritual teacher. And almost always I find then that there's an agenda of how soon will I be able to do this for other people? And not just to help other people, but really to get recognition in order to have a sense of value for yourself meaning I help other people and other people will know that I help other people. And now I have a sense of who I am, what I can do, who I am on this planet, etc. It's something I also saw when I was teaching at the Art Institute. The students who were really artists were artists all the time. They were drawing all the time, they were painting, they were writing stories, they were writing scripts, they were making films, etc. It was their practice. They went to school in order to get a degree, sometimes uh, to learn more also. A lot of them were learning on their own. And then there were students who were there performing, meaning They wanted to be seen, recognized, acknowledged, and validated as an artist. But in their free time, they did not do art. They did many other things. I'm not saying they weren't artists or they didn't become artists. Some of them did. Some of them didn't. But the point is understanding that there is a difference between practice and performance. Typically, we do a practice for the pure reason that it is important. We can't imagine not doing it. We like it. It makes us feel better. It has value. It teaches us something. We're invested in it. We want to talk about it. We want to do it. We want to see how it affects us. We want to see what changes in us every time we do this practice. 
Performance is something we do only with the thought of an audience in mind, meaning I can't wait to show this or tell this to other people. And it is in that process that I'm going to feel better about myself, my life, my relationships, etc. I'm not saying that performance is necessarily bad. What I'm trying to get at is honesty with yourself, that you begin to understand when you're performing and when you're practicing, and own both of them. There are plenty of people who get stuck in practice, meaning they love the study and doing, but they're afraid to put their work out there, or perhaps they don't want to put their work out there, or perhaps they don't know how to put their work out there. So they practice, and sometimes that's fine. Like meditation, to me, is a practice. Nobody needs to know about it. It doesn't need to go out there. There's nothing to prove. There's nothing to do. There's nothing to show off, etc. But performance is a different kind of practice. And again, nothing wrong with it. But then we want to own it, not any false modesty or false humbleness, etc. But instead saying, I love performing. For example, there are people um, who study with my teacher, people who study with me, who their best meditations are when they're in the front of the class performing. In fact, they often can't practice. They can only perform. In other words, it, it's almost like a big sigh in front of the family and, ah, I'm going to go meditate. And then they have a good meditation because the entire family knows they're going. They know that they're going to their special place. They know they have this practice. And it is, in part, a performance. Is this a bad thing? No, it's just a real thing, as opposed to somebody who might get up early in the morning and meditate when the household is not awake yet in order not to inconvenience people, in order to not draw attention to their practice. Which one are you? And can you own it? Can you be honest with yourself about what you need? Some people are very, very extroverted and they don't do well unless they are performing. We want to keep things in balance. That is the only part of this I would give honorable mention to that might be an issue with performance is make sure that your need to perform and your need to practice find a balance point. But it starts off with having to be honest with your choices. If you have a hard time with a practice, such as dieting, uh, studying, getting a degree or learning something new, getting your real estate license, etc., meditation, uh, walking your dog, and you are by nature a performer, set up performance in order to get your practice done. 
videotape yourself. Put yourself on social media walking your dog. Make a social media post about meditation, although I don't think that meditation will be quite as good as having a simple practice. But if that's what it takes to get you going, do it. If you're trying to lose weight, but you're a person who needs constant attention, make some TikToks about losing weight. There's nothing wrong with using your need for performance to enhance your practice. You just don't want to confuse the two things. You don't want to call your performance a practice. And you might want to use your need to perform as a way to get started and then hopefully be able to move a little bit more into the area of practice. Just like we could say to someone who is very shy and very introverted, we might want to encourage them to be able to perform a little bit more, meaning go out there and help people, go out there and do some healing work and share your knowledge. The problem with not being honest about this, the problem with not being honest in general, is that typically we manipulate people then for reactions. I don't want people to think that I'm a performer, that I'm needy, that I need an audience, that I always have to be looked at or acknowledged or validated or get some kind of attention. So I'm going to pretend to be humble and I'm going to very quietly but very publicly make sure I meditate. But I'm going to do it when there's people around so they know that I am going off by myself to meditate. That can still be a performance. We want to look at this not as a way to be embarrassed or ashamed, but to start where you're at. I don't know why people have such a hard time starting where they're at. You know, people throw away these or throw out these wonderful um, concepts. We can do hard things, start where you are, etc. But doing it is a whole different procedure. It's a whole different uh, reality. It's like reading about sexuality and then making love. No comparison whatsoever. To start where you're at, what if you are somebody who is basically not ambitious, lazy in your own terms, geared towards consumerism, buying stuff, has to be the center of attention, always has to be in front of the camera, loves to get attention, loves to publicly give because you are then publicly acknowledged for being a giver. And yet, you are embarrassed and ashamed that this is who you are. That you are not somebody who quietly gives on the side and never tells anybody you're just a giver. You're not somebody who actually 
works out, meditates, eats healthy, but never talks about it. You're not somebody who takes pictures. You're always the one who's taking the pictures. What I don't understand is why people are so embarrassed or ashamed of who they are. What competition do you think you're in that you are so concerned about your performance as being a good person or a spiritual person compared to your practice of living a life that suits you? You can be a self-centered, extrovert, who needs to get noticed all the time, who makes sure everybody knows how much you give and how great you are with helping people out. How does that make you a bad person in comparison to someone who does all of the same things but quietly and behind the scenes? This is something of a um, question mark for me. It seems like, I don't know if this is coming out of religious families or coming out of somewhere else, where people who have a successful life, access to lots of money, are middle class or above, don't have hardships other than, you know, the normal challenges of teenagehood, being married, raising children, and all of that stuff is challenging, but, but basically have a really good life and aren't contributing to society in any major way. You know, they're not working for charities and they're not uh, raising money and they're not rescuing people or animals or the planet. And these folks, for some reason, when they get around a spiritual teacher, break down crying that somehow they're unhappy and their life isn't good enough and they're not good enough and they're not doing enough. And yet, when they're not around a spiritual teacher, they're happy and joyful and drinking, maybe doing other things, hallucinogenics, edibles, who knows, and having a great time. And they're not torturing puppies, they're not trafficking children. Why isn't that acceptable? Why is it that when you are like this and you get around a spiritual teacher, a so-called spiritual teacher, or someone you think is a spiritual teacher, that people like this will often come like crawling in on their hands and knees, apologizing for having a prosperous, uh, wealthy, slightly wealthy life with lots of fun, very little challenge, very little hard responsibilities. Is this performance, I wonder? In other words, when I get around people, say these people to themselves, when I get around people who are spiritual, my, the performance of my life is awful. It doesn't look like Mother Teresa. It doesn't look like a good Christian. It doesn't look like Jesus. It doesn't look like Buddha. I wonder if that's what's happening. And my second question is, is it healthy then for you to study or work with a spiritual teacher who every time you get around them, your performance issues get kicked up, meaning 
I'm not doing enough good things and I'm around a person who does, in my mind, more good things than me. So now I'm ashamed of my performance. Not your practices. Because what are you doing wrong? Maybe you buy too many things, but isn't that what money is for? Maybe you don't meditate as much, but that's your choice and it's not hurting anybody. I don't have answers to these questions. I just have these questions. And I would say to people who are very performance oriented, and if you study or work with someone who you think, quote, outperforms you, meaning they act and appear more spiritual than you do, and this sends you into a spiral of shame and guilt and getting triggered and feeling upset, but then when you go home, you don't feel any of those things. You're, you're really proud of your life and, and you're very happy with all the things that you get to buy and do. Are you studying with the right teacher? I would say you would have to ask that question because at that point in your life, you are someone who is more geared towards a performance spiritual practice than a practice spiritual practice. The practice part is you don't give a crap what people think or what they know you do or don't do. It's a practice is something we do that's personal. We don't tell everybody every day, I brushed my teeth and yay, and look at my teeth and aren't my teeth white. I mean, you do if you're like five. So a spiritual practice is as personal as brushing your teeth or brushing your hair, putting on your clothes. It has meaning for you. It impacts your day. You wouldn't go a day without doing it. But it's not something that you get around somebody and go, wow, their teeth look much more brushed than my teeth. Now I feel really bad. So I would say this is a good way to start figuring out if you are performance-based more than practice-based. And then the second part of that is, is it working for you? Meaning, if you're performance-based, and that's working most of the time, and you get around somebody who you think, quote, outperforms you, and now you feel bad about your practice, maybe you need to pull back and work with somebody where you feel superior, you feel better than them. And when you get around them, you still feel like you outperform them. You're more spiritual than them. You are healthier than them. You're smarter than them. You're more aware than them. Maybe that's where you need to be for now. It's always a tough question looking at how much do I challenge myself and how much am I torturing myself? I see this a lot in relationships. Men and women will go out with someone who they think is prettier than them or smarter than them or more talented than them or more popular than them. And it's always a balance between, am I torturing myself by going out with someone like that and now it makes me feel insecure and less than? Or is this a healthy challenge for me? And I really like this person and it's gonna help me get over my trigger into low self-esteem. The question goes the other way. Do I pick friends or uh, intimate partners that are less than me so I can always outperform them? And that's going to always make me feel better and safer 
because there's no competition. I don't have to worry about performance. I'm always feeling slightly better than they are. None of these are answers. These are all questions to ask yourself. Why? Because being honest puts us in a place where we can get more in balance. And the more in balance we are, the happier our life is. So it's not a question of whether I'm a performer or not a performer. The question is, how much of a performer are you? And how in balance is it? And is it interfering with your life or is it adding to your life? Sometimes you want to hang around with people that you feel better than them because it does bolster your self-esteem. But then after a while, your self-esteem is in place and now maybe you don't want to hang out with those people for that purpose. They might still be your friends, but you might find that, no, they were just kind of a stepping stone for you. They were a certain crowd of people that worked at that time for you, but now it feels like hanging around with them is holding you back and bringing you down. So when I do these podcasts, it's not so much that I have answers. I have a lot of questions. It's kind of how I live my life. Is this working? Is this not working? Am I telling myself the truth? Am I lying to myself? Am I gaslighting myself? Am I bullshitting myself? Am I making up a story? Is the choice I'm making healthy for me right now? Is it a pattern? Is it a long-going, ongoing pattern that maybe I'm using in order to not deal with something? Or is it a current pattern that's helping me get over something? So I hope you take these ideas in that spirit of learning to ask yourself really important questions in order to discover more about yourself and your balance points because our balance points are always changing. If you decide or discover that you are a high performance person, it doesn't necessarily mean you have to stop being that. It might mean you need to up your practice a little bit more. And it might start off with you using the structure of performance, outcome, where you have a good story, people know about you, you get validation, you get seen. It gives you structure because you're going to show up in front of people at a certain time and place in order to perform. There's nothing wrong with using that as a way to start increasing your practice. If you find uh, that you are someone who is very shy, you do a practice, maybe you're embarrassed to talk about it, maybe you think it's not good enough, maybe you think people don't care, it's not interesting, you might want to find some ways to start sharing about it a little bit more so it doesn't feel like your dirty little secret and maybe to develop a healthy ability to receive compliments, validation, acknowledgement for all of you, including your secret practices. So both performance and practice can be out of balance and they can be in balance. Plus, we change. My spiritual life was secret for many, many, many years. And now it's public. 
and I had to do a lot of changing around that. Some of it comfortable, some of it not so comfortable. So what you ask yourself and what you decide to do, that's relevant for now, this part of your life. It doesn't mean it's forever. It doesn't mean it's who you are forever. It might be a stage of growth. It might be a new chapter in life that goes on for years. It might be something you try and it doesn't work and you put it in the, no, that's not who I am file. How do you find out more about who you are? Look at your behaviors. Don't listen to your story. What do you spend most of your time doing? What puts you in a happy, upbeat mood? Is it getting drunk and being at a party? Well, that's important to you right now. Then there's another series of questions. Do you like it? Is it healthy? Is it in balance? Does it make you feel good after the fact? Is it a long-standing pattern? Is it a new behavior pattern? But in the beginning, one of the ways we can discover who we are right now is what am I doing with myself? Am I spending hours in front of the mirror with the perfect outfit and perfect makeup and perfect hair? And yet, I don't have time to go talk to my neighbor who's in a wheelchair? Do I like that? Well, maybe I hate the neighbor. So yeah, I do like what I'm doing. Okay, good, own it. Don't run around now like Mother Teresa. I love when I meet people who say, yeah, I love to entertain and I love to cook and I love outfits and I love to dress my poodle up. I love those people because they're out there being themselves. And now I have a choice as to whether or not I'm gonna get along with that person. If I'm with somebody who's running a narrative on themselves, which means they're running narratives on other people, I have to work so hard to find out who these people are. Plus the energy feels so unauthentic. It's almost, I wanna say, like fingernails on a chalkboard. That kind of screechy sound that makes your hair stand up. So see if you can start off noticing your behaviors. How performance are oriented are you? What are your practices? Do you actually cook? Do you actually read labels? Do you actually eat healthy? Are you actually working out? Do you actually do service? You don't? Okay, how does that make you feel? Are you okay owning that? Or do you bullshit people when you see them and present yourself as different? Are you someone who actually spends a lot of time meditating, talking to spirit, communing with nature, um, <clears throat> helping animals, talking to animals? And then you go out in the world and pretend like you're a normal person, running around shopping and eating and watching television. How's that working for you? Does it make you feel lonely? Does it make you feel isolated that nobody sees the silent, quiet part of you that is your practice, maybe you need to bring that into balance. So where do you spend your time? Where do you spend your money? What do you mostly think about? Are you geared towards 
worrying about or thinking about other people seeing what you do or experiencing you and how they're going to react. Do you spend a lot of time hiding? Do you spend a lot of time showing off? And after that, after those looking at that, accept that's where you're at right now. This is who I am right now. It might be who you are for the next week. It might be who you are for the next decade. But it's who you are. And now you have a better chance of being in connected relationships with other people because they get to see who you really are too instead of having to nod and go along with your bullshit story of who you are. Sometimes I hang out with musicians and I'm not a musician, but I like music, but I don't love, 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 love music. But I can show up as me, not pretending that I love music or play music and get along with musicians. But I also know I'm not going to spend 14 hours playing guitar with them. But if I pretend that I love music to the extent that they do, I might find myself in friendships where all I do is listen to them play music and I become their professional audience. And then I have to ask myself, is that healthy? Am I having a good time? Am I doing that in order to get along with people, but it's not really me, and I'm afraid to show other people who I really am? Good questions. Got to figure it out. Am I doing all that because I'm so lonely? I'll do anything just to hang out with other people, even though I have absolutely nothing in common with them. Great questions. Bringing practice and performance into balance. Owning which parts of your life are more performance-based versus practice-based. I will tell you that your practices, what you actually do, how much you talk on the phone, how much you scroll social media, how much you gossip, how much you video game, that is the heart of who you are. That's what you actually do with no thought of outcomes, which is performance. No thought of what other people might think of you. No desire to get recognition for what you do. To me, that is like looking at the soul of who you are right now. And then you've got to ask yourself, are you in love with your soul right now? It's almost like if you had a child and you wonder if you're a good mother. I would tell you to look at your behavior and time spent with your child. Are you just hauling your child from one daycare to another, one TV show to another? Or can you actually say that you spend hours during the day playing games with your child, cooking, going for walks, cuddling that will tell you where you're at right now in terms of being a mother and then you get to look at if you like where you're at or not and then you get to choose you get to say this is probably why I'm so depressed because I'm not being a good mother and that's depressing me and I've just been lying about that 
So I'm actually going to do something to be a better mother and see if that works for me. And then you might find out you don't like being a mother. Well, that's okay. Then you're going to make some other choices to make sure your child gets a lot of fulfillment from other sources as well as you so that you can give what you can give and you don't try to fake it through the other stuff that you can't give. This is how we take care of ourselves. How am I mothering and fathering myself? What am I actually doing? What am I actually able to do? And is it working? Am I proud of myself? Do I have a superhero inside of myself? Do I have a champion inside of myself that I am proud of myself? I'm proud of my choices. I'm proud of my practice. Improving your practice and improving your performance are two completely separate things. But they are both things we need to look at because we do live in a world with other people. So if you are a grouchy introvert, your performance out in the world will be affected by that. You may not get the best jobs. People may not be able to get close to you. They may not be able to see past your performance. If you are a social chatterbox, entertaining, I can talk about anything to anybody, charming person, but underneath that you have real things that you're interested in but nobody ever gets to see about, see them, and you're ashamed because you're not practicing them enough, you will never feel close to other people. You're going to feel like they're in love with a phony person. They're in love with your performance. So performance is something we do have to think about because every time we're in front of someone, we're performing. When we're really, really close to somebody, hopefully we're not performing. But in front of your colleagues at work, meeting people on the street, we are acting and reacting in relationship to another human being and we have to consider outcomes. I know we've gone crazy lately in society where we don't do that, where people go in and shoot children, where police stand and look at their phones rather than...